0: Food is fuel for your body, your mind, and definitely your sport. But let's face it, nutrition is confusing and the expectations on girls and women to be thin and have a six pack are exhausting. If you've ever been frustrated with your body, confused about nutrition, obsessed with eating healthy or guilty when you don't, underate, overate, or overtrained and overwhelmed with all the pressure, then this podcast is for you nutrition can be easy. You can take control of it, but it might start with letting go of control by asking for help and making a change. I'm Lindsay Elizabeth Cortez, sports dietitian and owner of Rise Up Nutrition, where I empower female athletes to overcome nutrition concerns and perform at their highest level. To stop being confused by all the mixed or harmful messages and finally have confidence in your body as a fierce, fit and fueled female athlete. Today's episode is thanks to our Patreon members and our affiliates and partners. Head to Patreon.com/slash FemaleAthleteNutrition to join our membership or donate to the podcast. And stay tuned to hear about some amazing deals and discounts from our partners, including Prevenix, Inside Tracker, Orgain, Practice Better, and Jen and Carrie. But for now, we're getting right to the show. Enjoy. Hello, fans and listeners. Lindsay Elizabeth Cortez, your host of the podcast and owner, sports dietitian here at Rise Up Nutrition. Really excited today. One of my favorite type of episodes that we do here is when we have a client come on and share her journey of working with us and just her journey with sport and fueling and nutrition all together. So today we have a client, Taylor Taylor. And we also have on our lead sports dietitian in the Fast Track program, Jenna Stranzel, who you've heard on the podcast before. So we're doing a a three-way podcast episode, which I rarely do. So lots of of excitement on this one. Mm -hmm. So Taylor, I'm just going to share a little bit about her to give you a little background. Taylor is a college student and recreational athlete studying dietetics at Indiana University. She loves the outdoors and spending time with family, friends, and her dog. She enjoys staying active, especially running, as it helps her de-stress and shows her what her body is capable of. She also loves the exploration piece of running and finding new trails and paths. Taylor loves cooking and baking and all things peanut butter. She is studying dietetics and passionate about helping others live a sustainable lifestyle. Taylor wants to use her personal experiences with facing an eating disorder to help others live freely and overcome their obstacles. She also wants to continue to practice optimally fu- fueling for both daily life and adding sports on top, especially with aspirations to continue to run long distances. Taylor, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I'm always just so inspired by our clients that are willing to share their story. And as kind of your bio already shared to our listeners, you know, you're passionate about making sure that your journey is something that can then help other people. And you're actually studying dietetics and nutrition as well in college. So it's, it's okay. If I can overcome my struggles, I can help other people do the same. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think it brings like a Definitely a personal piece that where you can connect with others that help you through that.
0: Absolutely. So let's just share with our listeners the beginning of you reaching out to me and Rise Up Nutrition. What was going on in your life uh, approximately three, four months ago that made you give me that call, book a call, and you know, explore the option of
1: working together. Yeah. So I guess if I start from like the beginning in like sixth grade, that was when I was diagnosed officially with an, with anorexia. And I mean, I was like 12 years old then. And so that was really young. I also didn't know much about it, but kind of like going through recovery or in therapy. And there was definitely lots of ups and downs through my journey and also accepting like what was going on, as well as realizing the benefits of recovery and the whys behind everything. And so kind of like fast forwarding, I guess, to high school it was when I was starting to take recovery more seriously and really wanting to pursue, r- pursue recovery in hopes of like, l- long term health and goals that I want to achieve. And So I was still journeying through that. And then my senior year, I knew that I was going to college the next year. So I was trying to prepare myself of like, okay, I'm going to be on my own. That's going to be something different. There's not someone that's watching over me all the time. And so when I came, I would say that it went pretty well of like sticking to recovery, but there was still like a missing piece of like either getting in my head or just it being hard to continue to follow through and it was the accountability piece that i really needed to to help me and i also i since i love being active and being running i didn't know exactly like how to fuel properly for that cuz i still knew how to fuel but i was still like getting some of the intrusive thoughts and kind of getting back to the disordered behaviors so i had a diff- i had another sports dietitian back home that would meet virtually and she told me about Rise Up Nutrition and like your podcast and she was like well you could always reach out and see like what could if you could join their program and so I did some research and I was looking through the fast track and I was like oh my gosh like this sounds awesome like seeing that this is for female athletes and this is for like you can still do sport but also covering how to continue that and there was just a lot of key things that I felt like in that moment that was what I needed so I talked to my parents and ultimately like signed up and made that call and I'm really glad I did because it was something that like I because I was the one that ultimately made the decision like this is for me and I knew it was going to be beneficial which it has yeah. so I guess that's kind of like the long answer <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I also just have to give a
0: shout out to other professionals. Like you had that dietitian who mm-hmm. kind of who's a qualified dietitian. And and actually, I know her. She's really great. But I just want to give a shout out to professionals who kind of know when it's time to, hey, hand off or refer out or, you know, and, and just really want to thank her specifically. But that's actually happened a few other times recently where people listening to the podcast, like if a therapist or a coach is listening to the podcast, then like, telling their athletes to reach out. And I just wanted to kind of give a a little thank you to those people, because that's exactly like your journey is, you know, this dietitian was like, okay, you need something a little bit more, and I think put you in, in the right hands. So yeah, it's, you know, with you, Taylor, as well, just that that journey with, Recovery was so long. And although, and we can probably dig into this a little bit, but like ups and downs and progress along the way. But that shift then into college was a big shift, right? So you had one semester under your belt and then it was like, Oh, this, you know, it's a new challenge to be on your own or hold yourself accountable. It was just different. And so that's kind of was the time that it was like, I need something different to hold me more accountable. And joining this program at that time was really. I think ideal for you with that life shift.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Taylor, so take me back to age 12 and what that was like at that time in your life. How did you know you were starting to have these behaviors of disordered eating And, and what like being diagnosed at that age? What, what was it like? So I didn't
1: know that I had an eating disorder And I thought that the thoughts and behaviors that I was having, that was just who I am. That was just part of me. And Mm -hmm. I didn't see anything wrong. And I mean, every once in a while I'd get comments and which kind of like would reinforce the behaviors. And then like, I remember like my parents or my mom being like, Hey, like I've noticed these things that are happening or other people have expressed some of their concerns. And so I I didn't really accept it because I didn't really see a problem with it because I was more worried about like what I was eating or how I looked and weight and numbers. And so it wasn't, I wasn't the one that w- that like noticed it. It was other people that kind of clued in. And so then I remember like, and mom was like, ultimately, like, okay, we need to get some help. Because like, I just, I was restricting myself. And I was, I remember lots of crying and just anxiety. And when we ultimately went to, like, our first appointment that we had, like, then when they said that this is what it is, and had all these like rules and restric- restrictions, I honestly didn't really accept it. And I was kind of just like, okay, well, once I'm done with this, I'm just going to go back to my old behaviors. And so it definitely took some lots of learning and understanding of what was going on too. And there were definitely things that I didn't enjoy and tried to like fight off, which was ultimately like the eating disorder. And what was also too hard for me was to differentiate what was the eating disorder's voice versus my voice. Which that took a long time for me to figure out until I started realizing like, oh, like almost like a third person, like what does Taylor want? Mm -hmm. And is this what Taylor needs or is this what the eating disorder is telling me to do? And so there were a lot of like different things that came into play and it was definitely hard, especially at a young age, and then also not knowing like what to do, but having the help that I did was definitely beneficial and like trying to jump from different doctors or therapists that could help was definitely beneficial because we also found out like oh hey I am dealing with some anxiety and some OCDs like that also comes into
2: play Mm -hmm. I would imagine that's difficult at that age to kind of pull everything together and be able to articulate that yeah
0: like I was thinking too of course you didn't realize it was a disorder when you were 12, because what is normal? Who are you at 12? Like we don't yeah. have those. <laughs> yeah. You, it's hard. I, I mean, I am trying to even remember when I was 12 years old. Right. But you, you may have just been starting to like, you had your childhood nutrition, which was eat whatever your parents feed you, you know, or whatever's available or whatever they have at school. And then it's, as you would come into this age of being able to make some of our own decisions, you didn't know that the decisions you were making were disordered or not correct right like it just that's what you did and so i think coming acceptance of that and this is why i think treatment of eating disorders at a young age like you know not, i don't want to say that there's like a right or wrong way per se but just getting that professional team involved of a doctor a psychologist a dietitian like that really like formalized treatment is so important because it wasn't just oh eat more eat differently. It was like this identity and self development of a girl mm-hmm. turning into you know uh, herself, right?
1: Yeah, and I was definitely thankful to have like parents that were really there to kind of push with the recovery because there were so many times that I pushed back and I was like, like I don't want to do this or I don't like this or my stomach hurts or making all these excuses. And I was just thankful that they were there beside me too to kind of be like, hey we need to do this or kind of comfort, comforting me when I'm upset, but also pushing me when they know that I can keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's of course, again, at, at 12
0: or 13 years old, you're not necessarily going to make these decisions for yourself. And so having, you know, the right support systems in place is, is huge to be put on the right path. And Something that when you did finally come to Rise Up Nutrition, we talked about the fact that you had been in recovery for so long, right? It's like for most of what you can remember, right? From all of middle school, high school, you were just in this journey of being in recovery. And we talked about really trying to shift that mindset from, hey, if we work together, we don't want you to view this as being in recovery. We want you to view this as as you becoming recovered, right? And, and trying to, you know, find a new chapter in your life because you are an adult now. You do, you know, know your identity, which our identities are always shifting and that's fair. And, and college is still a complicated time, but like, you know, you're certainly more consciously aware of your decisions and who you are. And like you said, you know, what is a tailor thought versus an eating disorder thought so much more than you did when you were 12. So it's okay. How can I start to shift out of being in recovery and actually feel recovered? And I'd love to hear your perspective on what those two things mean to you in recovery versus recovered and how you feel working together is or working together in the fast track has kind of maybe shaped that for you and where you feel you're at right now.
1: Yeah, so to me I kind of think that like being fully recovered I think that you'll still have every once in a while some of those limiting beliefs or thoughts that of the eating disorder or comparisons, but you're able, you're like your voice is louder and you're able to kind of dismiss it and kind of keep going forward in your life where it's not really controlling how you're living and taking away moments of your life. And I think being in recovery, it's just continuing to Go through the battle or the journey of learning how to navigate those thoughts and those behaviors that can come because sometimes they can be really strong, and sometimes it can be difficult to or easy to give in to what they have because you know, like, okay, it'll quiet it at the moment, but then it'll just make it stronger later. So, just trying to, I guess, figure out your whys too, and to really push. For that, and I think for me, at the moment, like I, I don't, I wouldn't say that I still have an eating disorder, but sometimes I still have like maybe some of the disorder behaviors that might happen. But I'm definitely more aware, and so I feel like I'm in recovery still, just because I think cause I'm kind of just like got fresh out of the rise program, yeah, but fresh I out think new, that,
0: a new graduate.
1: <laughs> A new graduate, but I think that there's still like, there's still more things to work on, still more of a journey. I'm not like fully recovered per se, but I feel like I have a lot of the tools and resources that I know I can reach. Yeah.
0: And that's totally fair to say because there's always like a lot of, most people will always say that you're always in recovery. And I want to give a nod to respect the fact that, like, well, you're always as a human being, you eat every day. So like, you're always going to be in this journey with nutrition, nutrition's journey. And then like, also, as we know, eating disorders are, you know, a huge psychological component and and truly a, a mental diagnosis as well. And it's like, well, we live with our thoughts every single day, and we have to constantly navigate those. So I understand why people say we're always in recovery. But I think what you just highlighted of like being recovered is more of like, for you, what that means is when I have those thoughts, I know how to probably quickly or efficiently deal with them so that I'm maybe not doing a behavior that's potentially harmful, right? So there's a big difference between a thought and a behavior. I have a lot of thoughts all day long. They don't all dictate my behaviors and what I actually act on, right? And I think that's a big difference. And so I think if I were to comment on, On where you're at, like I know you're in a a totally different place because, as you mentioned, you have all those tools, and now you're in this place of it's continuing to practice them.
1: Mm -hmm. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think just continuing to to practice them and see how that transforms you.
1: Yeah, and especially because when you deal with like an eating disorder for so long, like it's not just kind of going to disappear overnight. Like it's going to take a little bit of time, but doing the right things and really kind of holding yourself accountable and doing that like that, it's going to take you in the right direction.
0: I do love that you don't resonate with having an eating disorder anymore. And it's more so just like, oh, that was a disordered behavior. Okay, let me address that. Let's dive into that in a session or, you know, just because your fast track program ended, you're still, you're in our alumni program now. So you still have the support and help. And so when you can, you're aware, you can identify it you have all the tools that you probably could, you know, figure out how to fix it on your own. And then you have the support of us still to, for accountability. Hey fans, I hope you are enjoying this conversation so far, and we'll be back to it in just a moment. But first I want to pause and let you know that this episode is brought to you by the female athlete system of transformation, AKA a fast track to overcome disordered eating and use food as fuel to perform at your highest level. The Female Athlete System of Transformation is my unique program and proven systems to guide female athletes to understanding and implementing the proper nutrition for their sport, life, and health. Myself and my team of registered sports dietitians work one-on-one with clients to address their unique needs and counsel them through the nutritional and behavioral changes needed. Many female athletes who resonate with disordered eating, mental guilt around food and body, relative energy deficiency in sport or female athlete triad, amenorrhea, repeat injuries due to negligent nutrition, or frankly, just a lack of knowledge and understanding on their fueling needs have seen incredible success in the fast track. After years of working as a sports RD, I've compiled the most effective ways for female athletes to learn nutrition, be supported, Be challenged, and ultimately find their success with fueling as fast as possible. So don't wait another day. Get to your goals faster by joining the Female Athlete System of Transformation. Look in the show notes or head to the website to book a free call and learn more. Okay, now
2: let's get you back to the conversation. Enjoy. So I know that you have made a lot of progress and transforming during the last several weeks that we had together, what would you say is your biggest transformation being in the fast track?
1: Oh, wow. Well, (laughs) I feel like there were a lot of things that kind of all happened. I think some of the ones that can kind of that come to my brain at the moment would just be, I guess, being able to allow myself permission for having like all foods and also like trying to break through some of the food rules too that I've had and to kind of challenge those and to repeat it, not just like do one and then go to the next. It's like continuing to to practice this and then also sharing the ones with other people like that's kind of fun too. I've also enjoyed like when you have a nutrient analysis every few weeks of trying to attain a hundred percent in your different categories of your vitamins and your minerals, protein, carbs. And like, I like seeing the visuals and the numbers of like, Hey, look at this progress that you're actually making. And also to having like some physical signs of like, Oh, this is working. Like I can feel that like my body temperature is rising and that I'm not always cold and that my times when I'm running have are faster. And just like some of those little moments have definitely been key and definitely opened my eyes more too. Yeah, you
0: and Jenna worked pretty closely on like really challenging the food rules, like you said, and not just doing it once and not just one thing that you're challenging. Like that was something that I saw as I was like, you know, viewing what you two were doing together. I saw that that was kind of a consistent thing throughout your program of always going back to... Hey, what's what's a food or, or something that, you know, we have some limiting beliefs around or not allowing, not giving ourselves permission. And that's what we're going to do this week. And mm-hmm. we're going to do it yeah. again. And then next week, we're going to move on to another one. Right, Jenna?
2: Yeah. And, it, I, you know, you think about it that so much of of Taylor's life has had these little rules added here and there. And so the the rules list was quite lengthy. And it was something that, you know, we pulled up often in our sessions, and it's like, okay, we can start scratching, we can start crossing off some of these. And what are we going to tackle now? What, what two are you going to be your priority this week? And also kind of like going back to the, that 5% responsibility too, right? So like for for her relationships or for her food or for her behaviors and those things too we also try and circle back on so the great thing also too about Taylor that I really appreciated was the fact that she was very vocal and excited about her wins and so communicating those I think is also you know it's it just shows her accountability and her commitment to to wanting to really transform
0: that was a question I was going to ask you Jenna Oh, what I don't know if you want to build upon it more, but oh, further,
2: yes, there's a lot I could say about her.
0: <laughs> what, as somebody who worked so closely with her, what do you think really contributed to her success in the program? Like the the things that she did. Uh-huh. You know, you just mentioned her being vocal, not yes. just with your sessions with you and I, but like with the group and sharing. You know what she was doing and challenging and her wins. Anything else that you think? made a difference in Taylor finding success in this program?
2: I think it was also for me realizing that like, she really wants this. And and sometimes, you know, there's that contemplation stage. Like, am I really ready to do this? Am I really, really ready? But there came a point where Taylor was like, she's she really wants this. And the commitment to posting in the chat commenting in the chat showing up for the session showing up for reaching out to me showing up with showing your mom the analysis and being really excited to show your mom and like there's just so many things and for me I want the first day I met Taylor really quiet and kind of like you know how this goes Lindsay. they were just like there's not a lot of giggles and smiles on the face for the the emotions but as week by week goes she becomes more bubbly she becomes more smiley she's got a little bit of jokes going on and so like that that personality started coming out which is like it's so great to see that Mm -hmm. like becoming their real authentic self and that's just really exciting
1: how's that feel taylor (laughs) i don't know it's like it's so heartwarming (laughs) yeah 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 I
0: mean yeah I think our relationships you know with our clients throughout 12 weeks really like you know we really build a a connection and and that helps you trust in us more when you're comfortable but also it's like as you're improving as Mm -hmm. you're getting stronger you're getting faster you're nourishing better you are being motivated by your own wins and accomplishments like then you your personality like shines through and it's Mm -hmm. It's so fun and awesome yeah. for everybody, for you, for your friends, for your family and for us.
2: You know, the other part, too, is like she's so honest, you know, and, and the fact that like she's a she's a perfect student, but she's also a perfect student that while she does everything you kind of ask of her, she's also very vulnerable and telling you, like, I'm still struggling with pre post workout. Mm-hmm. I'm you know, this I got to do it this week. You know, I'm going to tell you when I'm going to do it. OK, tell me when you're going to do it. So like she knew where her weaknesses are and that's where she also knew that's where she really needed to focus instead of being afraid of it.
0: Well, I think that's a great point about, you know, what makes a perfect student. It's not about doing everything Mm -hmm. right. It's actually about recognizing potentially where you need help, where you're not doing things right and seeking that help or holding yourself accountable. And, you know, this has come up a little bit. I think all three of us on this call so far have mentioned the word like, accountable and holding ourselves accountable. I do want to stress the importance of a program like this is something that you do have to want for yourself. You know, first and foremost, we're virtual. We're all in different locations. So like, I'm not over here spoon feeding Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Neither am I. (laughs) Nor would Taylor want that if we could, right? (laughs) Right. So it's, it's something that you, you have to want for yourself. You have to see that vision for yourself, that there's something better for me. And and I think that's what Jenna was highlighting too, is you were committed yeah. Taylor to say, I, I want something better for myself. And to kind of, I've got kind of two areas I want to go right now, but part of that wanting something better for yourself is also just this like, it wasn't just for yourself. It was for other people. You decided to pursue a degree in nutrition. And so it's like, wait, I need to do this for myself, but for my future for other people as well. And I think that's a huge motivator in life is to know that it's more than just about you. Right? Yeah. And so could you just share with our listeners a little bit about your interest in studying nutrition and pursuing this as a career path, I think it's very obvious when you've spent, you know, eight years meeting with dietitians and like, you would already know a lot and like, but you could, you could have totally resented it and like want nothing to do with it. But it's also, I think a lot of people, you know, and and this is somewhat of, you know, my story and Jenna's story. Jenna, weren't you studying meteorology at one point?
2: Yeah, I wanted to chase tornadoes. Yeah, Jenna wanted to chase tornadoes (laughs) and then she struggled with nutrition and
0: switched her and and overcame her nutrition struggles and then switched her career to nutrition. So it does make sense (laughs) when you invest so much to learn and make a huge life change yourself that you would study it. But if you, Taylor, just want to kind of share why you wanted to pursue it in the first place.
1: Yeah, so... I mean, at first, like in high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to study. I knew I wanted to do something in like the health field, but I wasn't exactly sure like what that was. And so it did take some time to think about it. But it wasn't until like my junior or senior year that I was like, you know, I think I really like I feel like my calling is to go and help others with what I've experienced and with nutrition and overcoming different challenges or obstacles. And also, I really like the activity part of it. And it's like, well, I mean, what if I wanted to help athletes or sports? And I'm like, that's that would be pretty cool because I've grown up being active and my family's active and just like being outdoors. And then I also really like to cook and I like all the food aspect and just like I have a food Instagram account. And so I think it's that too. I was kind of like, well, What if I had pieces all together and nutrition and dietetics? And so, my old dietitian that I met with, I kind of started asking her more questions about it and I started doing more research. And I was like, you know, this is what I really want to do. And I think that if I hadn't been going through like recovery and trying to do this for myself, I probably would have taken advantage of that and really just done the study nutrition but to, I guess, kind of abuse Mm -hmm. that in a way Mm -hmm. that would kind of lean towards more of the disordered part. But I really wanted to do this for me, for my future. And also like, there's a lot of things in diet culture that lots of people believe. And so it's also like putting my footsteps out there and kind of redirecting some of the paths that Mm -hmm. are, I guess, not really, not the best advice out there. But I also wanted to, I guess study it too. Cause if I want to help others, like I want to be able to practice what I preach and I want to be able to have the resources to help others. And so it's been, it's been a, a cool journey so far too. And like, I'll have old teammates or people kind of reach out of like asking for nutrition advice. And so it's, so I enjoy that, like being able to reach out to help others too. And yeah.
0: Yeah. I think as you highlighted some people can use studying nutrition in a way that actually hurts them. So far, I know you're just in year one and you don't get too in depth. Like you're still taking some, you know, just fundamental courses, but so far in your experiences studying nutrition in college so far, have you, have you found the curriculum to be, I don't know, kind of in opposition of things that you've learned in recovery and through us?
1: Actually, I, yeah, I've had a little bit. So, cause I've been able to, in, in I guess where I'm taking dietetics, like it's kind of laid out for you. And so I've, I've had some of like the basic courses, but also some of like, okay, intro to foods and nutrition and some of the things that's being said in like that nutrition class, I'm kind of like, well, this is BS <laughs> or like, I do not agree with this. And I'm just like, I mean, it is probably an older book or just older curriculum and how things were used to be, but I'm like, people are sitting here probably absorbing this information and then they're going to go out and they're going to do this stuff. And then it's just going to lead down the wrong path. So I think also from like the place that I'm in now, like if it was me a few years ago, I would have been like taking it in and like, Oh, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But now that I'm able to like realize this and be like, okay, well, I know that the book says this, but I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. And like, here's why. Mm I think that's also beneficial and also too that like each person is different and different people's health and like when you add on sports and activity levels and like if you're still growing like there's so many other things that come into play and so I guess it has been interesting going through that class like to to learn a lot of things but also to see things that it's like huh like that's not exactly what I necessarily agree with but Mm
2: -hmm. I think also too, like I'm years before you in my academics and I will say today, like nu- that's the great thing about nutrition. Like we're, we, we're every, every day we learn something new and it changes and it evolves and some things that we used to practice, we don't practice today. And there were also things that didn't necessarily, I, I'd agree with either. And I think sometimes like some things are biased and so, so, but it's, it's important to you know, stick to what you know and what you know also what will keep you on the right path.
0: Yeah, I was really excited to work with you, Taylor, knowing you were studying this because mm-hmm. I thought it was a good opportunity to make sure that you started your career as a nutrition professional and health professional, understanding what is science and literature versus what is practical application versus mm-hmm. what do I do in my life? Mm-hmm. And making sure not to just assume that what is in a book works for everybody or it works for you or is practical, right? And I think that's exactly what you're you're expressing is you're already thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I can take this course, I can read this book, I can respect where the science is coming from, and I can take the test on it. However, in my life, this is how I'm going to interpret mm-hmm. and, you know, and and practice these things. And so I think you are really critically thinking as you're in school, because I have had many conversations with people who are in what I perceive to be a disordered relationship with food, and they're studying nutrition. And I'm just like, this is just not good, And yeah. they are maybe working as personal trainers at gyms, or they are creating their social media accounts to promote, you know, health and fitness and nutrition, you know, before their, you know, RD2B accounts. And I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. but this is why you're not an RD mm-hmm. yet because, <laughs> um, yep. it's, this is a very disordered account right here. Yes. And, and it's, yeah. you know, I, I was really excited to work with you and I love, by the way, I actually really love your Instagram account. You do a great job with it. And I think it's, again, a testament of the fact that your journey with nutrition, you've, you've learned so much and come so far and and doing this program with us too. is like you have, you're not, again, going back to that conversation we had before, you, you don't, you don't currently have an eating disorder. I'll just say it flat out. I I don't think that you do. And so you're now making these you know you're you're stepping into this professional mm-hmm. relationship professional career i suppose mm-hmm. you know yeah it's still a journey we're still working on things of course we all are Jenna and i are too but like you're you're really doing it in a, a manner where you have overcome major obstacles already and again that that's just where i see in especially on social media, for sure, that a lot of people are Mm -hmm. interested in nutrition. And it's like, yeah, but you haven't actually overcome your own problems.
2: Yeah. If I can also say like, beginning when I started working with you, Taylor, I did appreciate that because I felt I could relate in one way of, and I've told Lindsay, I've told this to you before, you're going to learn so much that your pre-thoughts about cheating nutrition and thinking that you have it right you learn the hard, like you learn the hard stuff. And then you just end up, it's almost as if you have a, an idea of what you think nutrition is. And then you really get to know what nutrition is. And it's such a big appreciation for like the science behind it, if, if that makes sense. And then you just kind of outsmart your old self.
0: Yeah. To add on to this, Taylor, because you graduated the fast track and you're in the alumni program now, this past Tuesday, we did the alumni call where we actually did a deep dive into diets. And I was like, okay, as much as we are Rise of Nutrition doesn't believe in a diet, like I wanted to talk about them and show some science. So I'm I'm curious, just with you studying it, you going through the program, and then like, what what were your thoughts on that call, that group call that we did?
1: Yeah, so I really enjoyed like kind of going through some of the history of like, okay, well, when did kind of diet start? Or how how has it changed over the years? And like, also people's perception and how like it used to be kind of for medicine, and then it's trying to switch to like, for body image and how it's been used today. And then also like, the, I guess you could say, advantages or disadvantages and how like some diets were created for people that have like certain health conditions, but then other people start to abuse it and kind of go the other way. So it was interest interesting to like go through that and then also to like use my own perspective of like people that I know that have chosen to to go on certain diets to look a certain way or to to I guess to and thinking that they're going to attain a certain goal and then they ultimately like things don't work out. And so it's kind of eye opening to be like, hey, you know, all f- foods fit and all of these things can go together. And I guess like early on in my journey, like I restricted a lot with like carbs and thinking that, oh, carbs are bad. And also not thinking about like having fats or all these other nutrients that are so beneficial and coming to learn over time like their importance and I think also going through the program too like there were different modules that hinted on the different nutrients and their importance which was really I guess like insightful too and like I would take notes and stuff of all this stuff of like the carbs and the proteins and the fats and how they all work together and then actually seeing that come life and being like, okay, so in the place that you're in now, you need more carbs here and you need more fats here. And then like, I don't know, just seeing firsthand like, oh, like, wow, this is working and I can feel it. And I, I guess also too, like when I tell people, oh yeah, I'm studying dietetics and they're kind of like, oh, so you're going to eat salads all day and no desserts and everything and I'm like no that's not what it is like you you have balance like you can still eat desserts you can still enjoy food out like just finding balance in that also works for you. Fans I hope you are
0: enjoying the conversation we are going to take a quick pause so I can tell you about our partners They are so valuable in providing you with amazing products and helping keep this podcast going. First, Prevenix. Thanks to their incredible Joint Health Plus product, my aches and pains from running and honestly being a new mom, as crazy as that sounds, have literally disappeared. As I continue to push my body physically as an athlete and frankly, as I continue to age, I was shocked at the aches I was beginning to feel in my knees, wrists, ankles, It seemed like omega-3s, curcumin, nothing was really working, but after just one month of joint health plus from Prevenix, I felt a drastic improvement. Honestly, this is something I rarely experience with supplements, but Prevenix uses quality ingredients backed by sound science. Their products are pharmaceutical grade with extensive testing for safety, quality, and purity. They offer other supplements, including probiotics, omega, immune health, and a multivitamin, which I also use daily. And the science behind their multi has changed my opinion on multivitamins altogether. I used to never recommend them or take them myself. And now I recommend and take PREVNIX Multivitamin Mineral and Antioxidant Plus daily. I am so impressed with PREVNIX, and I can't wait for you to try. You can get 15% off your first order using the code RISEUP at checkout. The company also offers 100% money-back guarantee within 30 days because they stand by their products. And so do I. Head to prevnex.com, P-R-E-V-I-N-E-X.com and use the code RISEUP, one word at checkout for 15% off. For nutritional shakes and bars to fuel your body, head to orgain.com and use the code rise up 30 for 30% off your first order. Orgain's ready to drink nutritional shakes are my go-to to to throw in my bag when I'm heading to the gym or to a trail to run so that when I'm done, I've got a recovery option to refuel and rehydrate with right away. Orgain makes nutrition and sports nutrition that works. For repeat customers, check the show notes for more. And again, first-time customers head to orgain.com and use the code riseup 30, all caps. And last, ladies, moms, every mom is an athlete. That's why Jen and Carrie have designed the best nursing and pumping sports bras. I cannot rave about these enough. I hate that most maternity bras have clips and don't support being active, but Jen and Carrie get that because they're moms and athletes themselves. They want you to be a mom and an athlete. So their stylish and athletic high impact bras allow you to crush your workout and then feed your baby with comfort and style. They have saved me during this time of my life, keeping up with sport and momming. Please go check them out at jenandcarry.com and use the code RISEUP10 for $10 off your order. You won't regret it. Again, jenandcarry.com, RISEUP, all caps, RISEUP10 for $10 off. Let's get back to the episode. Okay. Sorry, I have to go on a tangent. I just have to share a funny story. Um <laughs> go for it. You just said people think you're just gonna eat salad, no dessert. Okay. My high school that I went to, Aguam High School, is home of the brownies. That's our our mass our name, our mascot is we're the brownies. Okay. It actually stems from the first football team in Agwam. The head coach was Mr. Brown, so his team was the brownies. Okay. Because I know just like some people think there's like a racism thing associated with that. It's when we've gotten criticized on that many times, but it's not. It is the coach was Mr. Brown and his football team was the Brownies. Anyways, when we were on, I was on the high school gymnastics team and our biggest rival team was Westfield High School. And they used to taunt us with a chant and they used to (laughs) chant, um, eat your salad, no dessert. And like I kind of forget how it went, but they were like, you know, crush the brownies, eat your salad, no dessert. And that's how they would haunt us. Yeah. And we would chant back, um, skip the salad, eat dessert. <laughs> we're at this gymnastics meet with like two teams rivaling, and we're just like chanting, like, skip the salad, eat dessert, go brownies. And that was our <laughs> chant. It was. It's hilarious now thinking about it. <laughs> I don't know if they still do that. I don't it, it was we we had shirts printed that said skip the salad, eat dessert. Aguam high school brownies gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, tangent had to share that hilarious story because yes, people assume that dietitians just eat salads all day. And it's like, no, we eat dessert too. And gymnast, gymnastic yeah. dessert too. <laughs> so I think another thing I want to hit on with you again, your interest in nutrition, you're studying it. And you mentioned you really liked seeing when Jenna did those nutrient analysis breakdowns for you. And just for people listening, what is that? Well, it's the fact that like, yeah, Jenna was challenging Taylor week to week on, Hey, you know, let's challenge your food rule and incorporate this into your life. But we are dietitians. We are sports dietitians. Taylor is, is running. She's, she's a runner. She's training. We do want to make sure that she's getting the nutrients to keep her body fit and strong and healthy. So we wanted to make sure she was getting not only enough carbs for energy and recovery, but like protein for recovery because she's training and what are her iron levels at? And where's her B12 at and her zinc at? And so, you know, we, we do look at what you're eating and You said, Taylor, that getting those nutrient analyses was awesome because it motivated you. It's like as you're going through the program and you learn, oh, this is why I need zinc and this is why, you know, I need protein. And as Jenna was doing those analyses and showing you where your gaps were and then kind of challenging you, okay, so now let's try and incorporate some of these foods. So it's not just a challenge of what are you scared of and eat more carbs because you're scared of that, but actually seeing it come to life and learning the science behind it and. How you're missing that. And I think, again, for people who are science minded like you or appreciate nutrition, you can actually really use that to motivate yourself. It's like Jenna said, you were the perfect student, right? It's that idea of like, wait a second, I'm failing in my zinc. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like, oh my gosh. So, how do I get more zinc? I actually want to succeed in that. And so, this is where you can really. Some of the traits that may be in your past, like whether it be personality traits of like perfectionism or something like that, that sometimes can fuel disordered eating in this, you were, we were able to like turn that around to be like, all right, so how, how can you be a hundred percent? How can you give this your best? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Cause I think too, like it's easy. I guess, to just tell someone like, hey, eat more carbs, eat more protein, but to actually like see that and be like, hey, these are some of the nutrients that you're kind of lacking on. And this is like some of the effects that it could have and to actually do that. And like, also, like you said, with the motivation piece, if I'm at dinner or lunch or whatever it is, and it's like having a thought of like, oh, like, uh, maybe I like I having a thought of, like, I just ate, blah, 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 or whatever it is. And then just be like, hey, wait a sec, like, I needed that for, in my nutrient analysis, like I needed that right here. And that also goes with like the all foods fit Mm -hmm. and kind of allowing balance or having a piece plate of your carbs to your proteins, to your fats and your color. And I guess just utilizing that to my own advantage. Mm -hmm.
2: I will say too, like, it does help in the sense of like, sure, B vitamins look great, but if we don't have enough carbohydrate, like they also need to, they help, convert cars and energy more efficiently. Well, if they don't, if they don't have all the right pieces, we can't all do the, do the thing, you know? And so it was, I think it's, it's important to help y'all understand the whys behind it and not just, I need you to eat this. I need you to eat this. And I need you to eat that. It's like, yeah, this is the why and how does it relate to your goals?
1: Yeah. And I like to a lot of throughout the program that you Jenna would say, like, what's health to me right now and kind of defining that because like that will change. And then Mm -hmm. also just thinking about, okay, what's my why? Like, why do I want this? And why do I want this goal? And I guess just emphasizing those little pieces like that just kind of Mm -hmm. gets you more motivated to move forward. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So speaking of moving forward, this is obviously a, a program that helped you find success and helped you move forward in your your journey i don't want to say journey with recovery just journey with nutrition as it yeah. as it always is right yeah and do you have advice taylor for other female athletes maybe who are just you know struggling with nutrition or have a story very similar to yours of like getting diagnosed very early on feeling like they're always in recovery or somebody who's interested in nutrition but still needs to overcome their own concerns what advice do you have for other girls who have struggled in similar ways that you have?
1: Yeah, I, I'd say just to also continue to ask yourself your whys and to, to embrace some of the uncomfortableness. That's something that I still have to work on of like stepping outside my comfort zone and really challenging the different thoughts and beliefs, but also too, like, I know it can be hard in certain situations, but finding someone that you can trust and being honest with them about it and where they can also hold you accountable or to get help or to get additional help that you may need. And whether that's doing a program like this or going to see someone in person. And I think just those little steps can help you lead to the right direction because there's so many things that you can do on your own, but also having the help of others, like it's definitely will make an impact too. And to have someone else that's on your team and that's willing to to help you get to your goals. Yep. The
0: importance of, of a team, you don't have to do this alone and every, every small step matters.
1: Yeah. And I think also like what you surround yourself with, like the people that you surround yourself, the beliefs that you tell yourself and, Also, like what you follow on social media and all those little things. But you can also do it counteract that like you could follow some positive social media accounts or like reverse it in a way that is beneficial.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Jenna, do you have any other like questions or comments that you want to share with our listeners about Taylor and, and her journey in the program?
2: I guess, Taylor, what's next for you? Like, what does the next six months of your life look like? Well,
1: finishing up this semester in school and then kind of transitioning into the summer and then kind of going back to school. But I really want to continue to go through the alumni program and to take part in like the challenges and the group calls, because that has definitely been very beneficial to me to have other people's support and encouragement and challenges but also to like, I want to continue to work on my own nutrition and also study it and to apply it and to really practice it. And I guess just, I don't know, kind of enjoying life and enjoying like the, the bits and pieces and the memories that are associated with, I feel like, I mean, as I'm finishing up this semester, like I've definitely learned a lot and I've learned that like, I want to keep Going with this degree, and it's also, yeah, I guess I want to be open to other people that may want to talk about it, and yeah, I guess I don't have like any really big plans. I mean, just <laughs> how was yeah. this how was this different a year ago? A year ago, I probably wouldn't have been as willing or I guess it would have been harder to challenge myself independently and to also embrace some of the challenges and to find some of that food freedom or or flexibility and so I'm kind of yeah I guess I'm excited for what the future holds
0: I feel like as I'm listening to you maybe a difference a year ago it was like oh I have to challenge myself but having a lot of resistance to it versus now you're Mm -hmm. like literally like I'm excited to keep going Mm -hmm. you know yeah and it's that it's that momentum that you've built and again when you you see the difference you feel the difference And you're so proud of your accomplishments. It's like, why would I not keep going?
1: Yeah, and I guess I I mentioned this like part of my bio. Like, I have these goals of one day being able to run a marathon or to do an Ironman, and I'm like, well, I can't do that if I'm not fueling Mm -hmm. right. And so, learning this, it's like, okay, like this will help me get to my goals too eventually. And like, I signed up to do a half marathon in May, and So also learning how to fuel properly for that, because before I've done it where I just I haven't fueled. I kind of just did it like I was fine the first time. Second time, I felt like I kind of hit a wall around like mile 10 to 12 or something. So it's kind of been like a little experiment, too, of like, okay well, what can I fuel with to help me through the run? And so that's also been kind of fun and exciting. Like, guess what? I tried this today and it worked or maybe it didn't work. And so continuing to practice that also. Mm Mm -hmm. Amazing. Well, Taylor,
0: it has been our pleasure and honor to work with you, guide you through the Fast Track program and, you know, just see all of your amazing results. So congratulations. Thank you for sharing and everything. (laughs) Do you want to do our fun questions at the end of the episode? I know you're a listener. Of course, okay. yes, I know. I love listening to the podcast.
1: Oh, I'm going to get a dude's yeah. question.
0: Okay, Taylor, if there's one food you could eat every single day for the rest of your life and never get sick of it, I know this one: peanut butter. Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we said it in your bio too. You love everything peanut butter. Wait, I need to follow up. Then smooth, creamy, or crunchy.
1: Well, I used to not like crunchy, but then like I started to have some, I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. But my favorite brand would probably be Smucker's Creamy mm. Peanut Butter.
0: Mm-hmm. It is a good one. It's a good one. I'm a, I do, I go through phases. I just go back and forth. But when I do get crunchy, I get the super crunch. Like if I'm going to yeah. go crunchy, I go all the way.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Taylor, what is your favorite sport to participate in? Definitely probably running. How about as a spectator, what's your favorite sport to watch?
1: I would say probably running as well, like cross country or track. Like that was definitely, I really enjoyed that in high school as well. And But I would also say volleyball is fun to watch because I used to play competitive, competitive volleyball for many, many years before I started running.
0: Yeah, I love that. Great answers. And if there's a female athlete out there that you think is... inspiration and a role model for any reason whatsoever who would that be and why
1: well it wouldn't be one person in particular it would honestly probably just be like you and Jenna and then also like all the girls on the both alumni and fast track just because every week was so encouraging of hearing different people's perspectives and hearing their wins and also like seeing them transform too through the process and so I think that was another motivator like even though I may not have known them personally like getting to know them through the program also like week to week has just that was definitely another motivator or encourager of like oh like look at what they did like I could do that too or kind of like bouncing off each other oh that's
2: right we did the cereal you and I did the cereal thing and then it became a trend with yeah (laughs) yes Mm-hmm. They were like, other girls were like, that, you know, like I was thinking about, like, you know, when you guys did that bowl of cereal, I'm like, yeah, you want to do it too. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. 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 It's, it really is. It's so funny because a lot of people just want like one on one individual nutrition. And we give that to you, of course. But mm-hmm. there, there is a power when you have the right type of group environment where mm-hmm. people are encouraging, empowering, inspiring. And so. Taylor, you brought me to tears there at the end with giving a shout out to (laughs) all, you know, just the people in the program and it's, you know, and you're part of that too. You're a huge inspiration. So thank you so, so much, Taylor, for sharing your journey with the world or what part (laughs) part of the world listens to our podcast. (laughs) Again, thank you so much. I know that it's going to help inspire people that they truly can make a change for themselves and mm-hmm. you proof of that and to, you know, reach out and follow in Taylor's lead and footsteps for seeing that vision of yourself and
2: mm-hmm. going after it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me on and for just at the continuous help and answering questions I have and pushing me forward, honestly well everybody thanks for listening
0: i really hope you enjoyed that episode and if you did if you are a true fan of female athlete nutrition then i would love if you could support our podcast by spreading the word share a review on your listening channel give us five stars it really helps get the word out and get the show more views to positively impact others also you can support the podcast by joining our patreon Head to patreon.com slash femaleathletenutrition to consider a donation or even better join our membership where you get extra monthly content and perks. We don't want you to simply listen alone. We want you to be a part of a community and a movement of fierce fit and fueled female athletes. So patreon.com slash femaleathletenutrition is where you can do exactly that. Learn more and join. A huge thanks to our affiliates and partners as well. Once again, Prevenix, InsideTracker, Orgain, Practice Better, Jen and Carrie. Please go check them out and their links in the show notes where you can get deals and discounts. Last, be sure that you do more than just listen. If you need help with fueling, it's time to take action. Head to my website to learn more. You can either book a free call with me to learn more about our coaching programs and how we can work directly with you, whether it's the fast track or otherwise. Or you can take our online self studied course, Female Athlete Nutrition. You can literally sign up and gain access right now. You can explore our downloadable products, including the Red S Recovery Guide, High Iron Fueling Guide, or if you are a coach of a team, check out our brand new coaches toolkit for teams. You can also just learn more. We have a blog, a Red S quiz, to see if Red S is affecting you. If you need help, I want you to get help fast. Too many girls and athletes struggle with nutrition, but you don't have to any longer. You can rise up with the power of nutrition, take action today in any of these avenues, and become fierce, fit, and fueled. Links in the show notes, and we'll see you next time.